Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You listen to Green, green. you might turn red. red. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I made the assumption, obviously incorrectly, that because I was born in Montreal, I could probably count on 20% of Quebec. Not an unreasonable assumption in my view. And I was trying to learn French, et cetera. And, you know, maybe that was optimistic, but within, you know, 17 to 20. But I never pulled better than 12. So there's uh, Kevin O'Leary from earlier today on the program when we asked him about why he uh, decided not to pursue the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. He gave us a long, quite an extensive answer, quite a detailed answer. And we just let Mr. O'Leary go and say what he wanted to say, and we're going to play back that whole answer for you somewhere along the way. But his argument is that he didn't have the support in Quebec and did lots of polling. I asked him about the fact that he had told us earlier, months ago, that it didn't matter, that he could probably get a percentage of Quebec voters, or he said he would, and anyway, he's decided not to run. And he's going to support or give his support to Maxime Bernier. Will this mean Mr. Bernier is going to become the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada? Who knows? Who knows? Delegates can be angry, fussy, and decide to do things differently. And uh, tomorrow we'll talk to Maxime Bernier. We'll also talk to three other Conservative candidates. Aaron O'Toole will join us. Andrew Shear will be with us as well. And Dr. Kelly Leach is going to be with us um, separately, not together. And we'll talk to them about the decision made by Kevin O'Leary and where they see the race going now and where they see their particular roles in the race. And we'll ask you some questions as well. So it's time now for Can we get uh, Catherine and Linda and Michelle up, please? Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Roy. Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale on Twitter and LindaLeatherdale.com on, on the web. Independent business journalist, Ms. Leatherdale. Good day, Roy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? And Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament. Are you tired of my saying you're a seatmate of Justin Trudeau? Uh, Can, no. Get a little, no? Is that okay? Uh, no. You know, it's, uh, I guess it's kind of a claim to fame, Roy. Yeah, he sat right next to the dude. Yeah. Did he use like a normal man's deodorant or did he have something special? <laughs> No, nothing special. I mean, when I say a normal man, I mean a guy that gets up in the morning, goes and busts his back digging ditches and doing all sorts of stuff like that, taking down trees. No, he didn't. He didn't smell like that. Didn't smell like that. Didn't have that outdoor smell while he was indoors. No, but he had the the hair gel thing going. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So you you like how I ask all these relevant questions? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's metrosexual time. Yeah. So what do you what do you what do you make of the decision by Mr. O'Leary, who spent a half an hour with me at the start at the top of the show? Uh, you're the you're the former parliamentarian, Michelle. What's going on now within the conservative ranks? You know, we're, we're seeing reasonable calm on the surface, above the surface, below the surface, the little the little whatever they call those things, those web thing, feet, yeah, the feet <laughs> are moving like mad. And and what are the liberals saying? Are they grinning? 
Well, I, I think there's a certain degree of relief on the part of the liberals, and certainly on the field of conservative uh, candidates. And it's not unlike 2006 uh, for the liberals when we had everyone and his brother running. And who'd have thought that Stéphane Dion would emerge as the leader? So it's, in my view, it's anyone's race to win. Yeah, no. Stefan Dion, we will never forget how close we came to um, Gilles Duceppe becoming the Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> that was a scary time. Yeah, it was a yeah. scary time. I remember the preamble of the, uh, the agreement, the accord that they formed. Oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that did him in. It did. That's well, it, it did, because Doucette being part of it, Canadians generally, the majority of Canadians were appalled by that. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, that Catherine. It didn't fly ultimately. So, what, you're, you're a political veteran. You dealt with all of these people in, in Parliament senators, MPs, prime ministers, opposition leaders, when you were the CEO and president and chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. How's this reverberating? Was, was O'Leary seen as a really significant player, somebody from the business community who might, in fact, significantly threaten Trudeau in 2019? Well, there was a lot of different points of view. I, I, don't, I don't think I saw a real consensus point of view. And and O'Leary himself, and I was interviewed by him many a time when he and Amanda Lang, remember they had that Lang and O'Leary report? Oh, right. And, and I mean, he's a charismatic guy, you know, he's, he's definitely got his skill sets and stuff. But I don't know, I just never really saw him as a fit. And when he stepped down, the last few weeks, I think he's been very disengaged. You know, he, he, missed, he missed some of the debates. He, you know, and, and the French thing, it, French is a, you know, that, that's a real factor. There's no doubt about it. That's a real factor. Um, and, and frankly, I think it was, from the standpoint of the Conservative Party, I think it was a good thing for him to do. Step down now, when it's about a month away, um, the actual vote. Get behind somebody who, you know, obviously had a fair bit philosophically in sync with, with him, which was, which was Bernier, pretty free market guy, and so on and so forth. So, I, I mean, I think it was a good thing he did, because... There's enough time left to have him out of the race and sort of have everybody else establish themselves accordingly. Yeah. So, um, but I, personally, I wasn't shocked because I thought he was a bit of a, you know, you get into politics and politics is a pretty weird game and Michelle will undoubtedly <laughs> endorse that. No, no, me. no, Michelle doesn't need to do that. We we have our own TVs. All we have to do is watch. Exactly. Yeah, right? Exactly. And he, that wasn't his like game. The, it's like, it's, it's, it like, it's like, it's like the devil's, the square hole. it's like the devil's playpen. Linda, you follow that. <laughs> I'm just going to say that nobody thought Donald Trump would win either. And Donald Trump did win, and now we today, 100 days in office. I was shocked when Kevin dropped out. Um, you know, here's a guy, couldn't close the deal. I listened to your interview with him uh, today, Roy. Couldn't make the numbers work, he said. I think there's something deeper to this story than just that. I don't know what it is. Uh, but I suspect, I don't know. Um, and I love that young caller in who said, you know what? And for all the young people, she resonated certainly. Amy. Right. She was disappointed about O'Leary's decision. Yeah, Amy. But her message to everybody was just get out and vote. She was and, terrific. Yeah, she was amazing. And Michelle's right. I mean, look, at we, we've down, been down this road, too, and end up with Stefan 
on with all of these people running. I'll listen in tomorrow for all the candidates, what they have to say about this. Mm-hmm. I still don't think that, I still think Kevin could have won. And but, yeah. but it's a wild shot like Donald Trump. Okay, kids, I have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to put the pedal to the metal and get through a few topics that we want to have uh, go at. By the way, Patrick Brown was uh, paying attention to my tweets earlier today. And so he tweeted when I had something in there about uh, the, about the wind government's budget that what the conservatives should be doing is handing out uh, the Auditor General's reports of the financial lack of acuity of the uh, liberal government. And then uh, so he, t- he tweeted something and then he came on the air. Actually, we had him on and he sounded, he sounded like he had a, a mission and had some intensity for the first time that I've heard anyway. So... Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift, they're the beauties. I'm the Beast. We're back after this. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Mr. President, do you fear a trade war with Canada, sir? Do you fear a trade war with Canada, sir? No, not at all. Why not? They have a tremendous surplus with the United States. Whenever they have a surplus, I have no fear. By the way, virtually every country has a surplus with the United States. We have massive trade deficits. So when we're the country with the deficits, we have no fear. As the uh, President of the United States, talking about the relationship with Canada, do we have uh, that other little piece ready? Yes, no? Should we blame the government or blame society? Or should we blame the images on TV? No, blame Canada! Blame Canada! For the beady little eyes and flapping heads so full of lies. Blame Canada! Blame Canada! We need to form a full assault! Yes, yes. Don't blame me! So there's, the, uh, there's how the Donald Trump uh, cabinet sounds when they have microphones in front of them and a little band behind them. Did you guys, uh, did you, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Good old South Park. That's some real, real talent there. Gotta love South Park. Blame Canada. All right, uh, Linda, back to you. NAFTA. Oh. Well, no. Before we do that, I'm sorry. Before we do that, let me ask you to speak on this issue because you sent an email earlier in the week, and it's critically important that what's happening here. I think it has the potential to, to to be critically important in the sense it may portend what's headed our way. Home capital shares down 65% on Wednesday alone. Canada's largest non-bank mortgage lender, as HuffPost writes, collapsing before our eyes. Linda? Well, it's scary. Um, It is um, a lender uh, for, you know, self-employed. But here's what is scary is Gerald Soloway, who, my goodness, used to be on my TV show quite a bit, um, the, the Ontario Securities Commission has, uh, is investigating. Uh, he's had to step down from the board because there are accusations that some of the brokers were falsifying income when they were applying for mortgages. Now, we saw that south of the border, as you know, with the subprime. The fear now on Bay Street is that this is just the beginning, that there is going to be more of this. We've got other non-bank mortgage lenders out there that have been hit by this. Uh, they've had to get a $2 billion line of credit to boost them up. People are taking, investors are taking their money out. And I think some analysts are saying, Roy, this could be the pin that's going to burst the real estate bubble. Watch this balloon. I hope it doesn't happen well, that way. But but there, this it is a disquieting, Michelle. Well, it is because they were falsifying the records. 
and I do know that the chartered banks and the conventional lenders don't rely on letters or T4s. They want to see CRA assessments, and they're a little harder to falsify. And I think Linda's right that this could, you know, really not collapse the market, but certainly deflate it. And another aspect of this that is interesting, Linda, you mentioned the bailout, the $2 billion. That was from a, a, a public sector pension plan called HOOP. And public sector pension plans are, and, and, and this is going to be in the news for the foreseeable future about public sector pension plans, because too many governments are viewing them as piggy banks. But the problem is, if, if this investment, whatever it may happen to be, if it goes bad, and that, and that public sector pension plan can't pay pensions, guess who's on the hook? We, the taxpayer. Yes. So yes. that is another little twist to this story that is very worrisome. Yeah. Uh, looking at the story again on uh, HuffPost, Home Capital's public troubles began in 2015 when the company announced it had severed ties with 45 mortgage brokers who had allegedly falsified information on mortgage applications. The company later estimated some 10% of the value of the loans on its books were linked to brokers accused of falsifying information. That's big. That's, that's big. big. CMHC yeah, is saying, don't worry, be happy. That's well, big. I think we should yeah. be worried. Okay, let's make the segue now to NAFTA, the North American Free, Free Trade Agreement. And the President of the United States, one Donald John Trump, just a few days ago was ready to pull the plug on NAFTA and swirl it down that drain. And then he got a call from Nieto in Mexico City and Trudeau in Ottawa, and they talked him out of it, said the President. Uh, I spoke earlier with Fran Coombs, who's the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports and a former news editor for the Washington Times for many years. And he believes, and I, I would underscore this, that Trudeau was manipulating. He, it was his opening gambit, and he created the environment for President Nieto and Prime Minister Trudeau to call him about NAFTA. Who, yes, no, uh, Catherine, what do you say to that? Well, I, I think this was a gambit on, 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 on Trump's part. I think he, you know, he, if you read the art of the deal, um, and if you, you know, you know what he does, he, he likes keeping people destabilized. That's part of his modus operandi. And to go to the most extreme thing and say, I'm going to cancel it, gets everybody all twisted up and, you know, all worried. And, um, and then he, and I don't agree with that tactic, mind you, but that being said, I think that's what happened. I think he was being manipulative and uh, threatening the worst. Um, to then have people come back and maybe be a little bit uh, more prepared to deal. And by the way, Trump is wrong about Canada. Our trade relationship um, is way more balanced than pretty much any, any other one in the world. Canada is not an enemy in the trade sense to the U.S. at all. In fact, we're a very good ally. Mr. Yeah. President, just hold on a second. I'll have Ms. Swift on the phone in just a second. Could hmm? I'm sorry, I was just talking to Donald. The bat phone. Get the bat phone. I was talking to Donald. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. President. She doesn't have time right now. Later. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? I mean, this guy's known to make some strange calls. He could call in here. And I'd never know if it was him or, that, or, that, or, that, right or that Hollywood actor, whatever his name could is. Could be Alec Baldwin. Yeah, the guy who yelled all the, uh, the, the, the rude garbage at his little 12-year-old daughter on the phone message. Alec Baldwin. Right? Yeah, that one. Uh, the Ontario budget balance, says Premier Wynne, while she's... Carting along behind her, three hundred and fifty billion dollars of debt. 
Balderdash. Well, I can't believe she can try to even get away with that. And, and Patrick Brown was good on your interview, Roy. Uh, it's right. These, these, the whole thing is bogus. It's bogus. It is bogus. Well, the, you just have to look at the debt numbers. The debt numbers are continuing to grow considerably. If it was truly in balance, your debt would at least be stable. So here's the question, though. Here's the question, Michelle. Uh, You know how these political campaigns work, so you know what they're doing. You know what the Liberal Party of Ontario is doing. Uh, Do they have a chance of being successful? Will they have the... Will they have the opportunity, will the opposition parties provide the opportunity for the Liberal government of Ontario to pull the wool over the collective eyes of enough Ontarians to be sent back to Queen's Park? I I think there's a good chance she's still going to go down in defeat. Uh, Patrick Brown appears to have come out of hibernation, and I've heard him uh, interviewed, and he's, he's pretty savvy. And if he can stay on message, I don't know that uh, Ontarians are going to fall for Kathleen Wynne's Dance of the Seven Veils again. One, two, three, four, five, six. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they did last time. And frankly, last time the track record was so bad. I mean, it's worse now, but it was so bad last time. The fact that they pulled that out of the tank was amazing. Yeah, but they had some. They had some assistance from the opposition, did they not? Yes, they did. But they all, don't forget the unions. Now it'll be interesting because they have new spending limits for the unions spend like drunken sailors during in Ontario during elections to reelect liberals, who then, of course, they extract many of our tax dollars yeah, from yeah. later. So it'll be interesting because there's new rules that limit the union spending. Okay, time out, time out. We only have a minute left and we have to talk about the Minister of Defense, Harjit Sajjan, and uh, his Brian Williams moment. Michelle, you wanted to have at that. Uh, it was a disgrace. It was even more egregious than Brian Williams because of his position. I agree. I agree. And you know what? The guy had tremendous uh, ratings, if you will, or reports written about him by his superior officers while he was an intelligence officer in Afghanistan on three tours. He didn't need to do this. I know. That was crazy. There was no exactly. need for this. But this, this speaks to something, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm of the it view that he has to step aside. ego yeah. about being in government right. It really does. Yeah. It's gotten to him. Does he have to you go? Know, he's not a dumb guy, and he lied through his teeth. I, I think, Michelle, and I mean, again, you're the one that was on that hot seat. I think it's a fact that when you are surrounded by yes people all the time, which these people are, you tend to drink your own bathwater and, and actually believe your own lies. Okay. Exactly. Beauties, that's it. Shaw. That's My it. Heart goes out to Lindsay and Greta. Uh, Mr. President, I'll put you through to Catherine now. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> All right, beauties, we'll talk next Saturday. Absolutely. Have a great right. week. Yeah. Bye-bye.